Welcome to the AMC Stock Story Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Corey, and this is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. This is solely for entertainment purposes, as I talk about my experiences of investing in AMC stock and becoming an AMC ape. Episode 12, Am I in an AMC cult? So the uh, short answer to that is... I don't think I'm in a cult, but I definitely think I'm in a movement. And you say, well, what's the difference between a movement and a cult? And when I think of a cult, um, I think usually there's one perfect leader that the cult has. And the cult develops around that uh, leader. We've seen this with like with Jim Jones or um, the Hellbot. Comet people that they all had a very charismatic leader who convinces these people to follow them, and everybody supports the leader. And you know, you give them everything. You give them your money. You're not allowed to doubt this leader, and this you know this myth is built up around the leader, and everything is geared towards them. I don't think we have that with AMC. I don't think um, we look at it. Adam, the CEO of AMC is the perfect leader. Even the YouTubers, you know, I don't think we look at them as the leaders. In fact, they they usually go out of their way to say, I'm not the leader, I'm not the leader. Um, even even though in a way they are, uh, they, they are influencers, but they aren't the leader. And if anybody ever said, I am the leader of the AMC 8 movement, then people, there's so many apes out there that would just call BS on it. So that keeps them in check. But people are influencers and they do lead. Um, It's just that we don't have one leader that makes all the decisions for us. So those are the big reasons why I don't necessarily think it's a cult. Um, We don't have that central leader that we all bow to. Um, we don't give anybody really our money. Yes, we're investing in AMC, but it's still our investment. We don't just hand it over to somebody else. Um, we make our investment. Now, who knows if, a, if AMC goes bankrupt, then we lose our money and, it, and it's gone. But I don't think that's the case. AMC has a lot of cash right now. Uh, I think they'll be good for at least a couple years. But again, I'm not a financial advisor. Um, and it's not financial advice, but I think they'll be around at least for a, a couple years, um, even with the, a lot of the debt that they have. So I don't think our money's necessarily going to just disappear. Um, and but the one thing I will say is, you know, with a cult, you're not allowed to doubt the leader, right? And sometimes I get a little worried with the AMC movement that you're not allowed to have doubts. But that's the big thing that there's not supposed to be any FUD, fear, uncertainty, or doubt. And if you raise any questions, if you raise an issue, people will attack you online and saying, you're just spreading FUD, you're a shill, you're just spreading FUD. And a lot of people probably have legitimate questions or concerns. And that's okay. A lot of people have a lot of money riding on this. And even if it's not a lot of money to some people, it might be a lot of money to them. So that's one of the concerns I have. Um, you know, when I say, "Am I am I in a cult?" Because I went all in, um, at least to, to the point of what I felt like we could afford to invest 
if we lost it all, it would hurt. We would not be, you know, homeless. You know, we're not betting our rent money, mortgage money, kids' education, anything like that. Um, but if we had some spare cash sitting around in a savings account we didn't touch, you know, it was all hands on deck. We collected all that, anything we could spare, um, we put towards this. And the idea being that if this does pop, if and when, it's life-changing money that you'll never have to work again or you'll be set for your retirement. I'm a little older, so it's a little easier for me to see retirement. Um, you know, if you're in your 20s, it's a little different. You've got your whole life ahead of you. It's kind of like an athlete. You know, you see some of these athletes, you know, they make millions of dollars, um, but they're... The years of them earning that kind of money are, <clears throat> are limited. So let's say they make 10, you know, 15 million dollars a year, and they have, you know, maybe three, four, five, six, seven of these years in their, you know, early, early to mid 20s. Well, that money they make has to live, has to last really the rest of their life. Now, they probably get some kind of pension um, from the NBA or the NFL or, you know, Major League Baseball. But that's, you know, their life. And if they're living a certain a lifestyle where they're used to making those millions of dollars a year, what they'll find is after 10, 15 years of living that lifestyle and not continuing to have those huge paydays, the, money's, the money runs out. And if they're, you know, other people, they're the, you know, main breadwinner in their family and a lot of people come to them for money. And at the time, they seem like they have it. So you want to help people. It's it's easy. You hear a lot of these stories of and, and lottery winners too. Same thing happens with lottery winners. All of a sudden, you're flooded with money, and you're not used to having that kind of money. You don't have a spending program or a savings program, and before you know it, the money's gone. You know, a Bugatti here, Lamborghini there, mansion here, mansion there, house for this family, house for your mother, and before you know it, your thirteen million dollars is gone. So, um, you have to be careful, uh, but at least we're not handing the money over to necessarily, you know, one individual, um, I, and I like that, and, or there's someone saying, send me your money, send me your money, invest your money with me, and I'm going to do this for you, that we're, we're making our own investments with AMC, and um, the other thing um, about, like I mentioned, what worries me is, you know, if any, you know, people say the floor is $100,000. That's what I'm going to sell at, $100,000. And if you don't say you're you're not going to hold to $100,000, then people can criticize you as being a shill or doing FUD or you're not, you're not holding out for as, lo- as long as you want. Um, and we also saw it recently with like ApeFest and with Chad, the, the group think on that and I'm not disagreeing necessarily with the group thing I think I don't think maybe everybody doing a GoFundMe for this Chad guy was a good idea I don't think that was a good idea but and enough people you know is it you know at what point is it self-correcting the the voice of the group you know said hey this is not good we we don't need this and Chad went away who knows what happened to the money supposedly it got all refunded um but that didn't happen and Ape Fest, and people are like, hey, we haven't won anything yet. This is not a celebration. Let's not be talking about Ape Fest. And I think that's good, too, 
that we haven't, this hasn't popped and you don't need that. But this idea comes around that, well, the group thinks we shouldn't do this and the group thinks we shouldn't do that. So we don't do that. Look, this is your money and it's your right to do uh, with your money what you want. Now, logically, if we all hold on to our stock, the stock price goes up and your investment is going to be worth more, right? And what what is cult thinking and what is just, that's the practical reality. If everybody starts selling in the hundreds, then that's what AMC stock is going to go to in the hundreds because that's what everybody is selling at. If you hold on for as long as you can, and it can get into the thousands or tens of thousands. And who knows? It does not seem... It, 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 I have this argument with my wife all the time that it seems so unlikely because it's hard to wrap your head around a stock going for $100,000 or enough people, enough of the millions of AMC shareholders holding on to their stock long enough to drive the price up to $100,000. And then there being some computer, and again, I don't think anybody is sitting on the other end saying, oh, I hope I can buy AMC stock at $100,000 today. But if it's a computer that's just programmed to look for the lowest price, and the lowest price is $100,000, computer is not going to have a problem doing that. Same way a computer you know, would not have a lot of problem doing a lot of things. But because it's a computer's program, it's going to do what it's going to do. Um... But if you, you know, you you mention like, well, I think maybe, you know, $1,000 is my bracket and people will get mad at you. Um, and that's a little bit getting into that kind of cultish behavior, that group shaming. Um, um, and then the other thing is, you know, how do people, what's the relationship with these YouTubers? Do they go by every word? Of these YouTubers, look, I watch them. I watch them all. I watch Lou, Matt, uh, Mast Investor, Trey. Um, uh, they, I watch them all. Uh, you know, I have alerts set up, and if anything, it's it's taught me an appreciation for subscribing and liking videos. Um, I don't, re- I don't do super chats, and I've never sent a dime to any of these YouTubers. But if I can help them by subscribing, if I can help them by liking their video, I do that. And it's just kind of like an online tip. And I like to get as many opinions as I can. I'm as human as, as anybody I want. And I, I know I get into bias confirmation. Like I want to see the videos I agree with. But I'm also aware if something's legitimate, if it's if it's a concern, then I want to know about it. I want my beliefs challenged. And that's not a bad thing. And if you look at it and you say, yeah, that doesn't, uh, you know, if someone's saying, well, the fundamentals of AMC just don't justify this price. Well, no, duh. Like, that's that's right. They don't. That's But this isn't about fundamentals. This is about how hedge funds tried to bankrupt AMC by overselling, short selling the stock. And the Reddit investors saw this and they banded together. They started gobbling up the stock and it the price went up exorbitantly. And now the hedge funds have to, you know, buy the stock back at these higher rates and lose a lot of money. And that's simple. That's it. That's the play. It's not, well, you know, you know, Marvel, you have all these Marvel movies coming out and 
Um, you know, they're they're going to start showing these fights on AMC. We think a you know AMC is a good sound investment. It's not it's not about that. So if you saw that news story, you could dismiss that and say, well, this isn't about the fundamentals, and we understand that it's not a long term investment. We're waiting for the squeeze when the squeeze happens. You know, we have our number that we want to sell our stock at. And that's it. And then some people said, you know, when things settle down, sure, I might come back and invest in AMC when it's at its reasonable stock price, when it's had time to settle from the craziness of the mother of all short squeezes. Um, but, you know, I, I look at these influencers and YouTubers and that's it. I just, I kind of, you know, get as much information from them as I can and, and then I, you know, I'm the judge of what I think is right or wrong, or if I feel like, you know, still investing um, or buying more stock or trying to get some idea. Well, when do I think this is going to happen? You know, is the government doing enough now that that might help things along? And when, you know, how long is that going to take? But I don't look at them as being infallible. Like I think Lou is a great communicator. This guy can tell a story. He's funny. He's got that truth-telling ability. Like Charles Barkley, not necessarily what he's saying is true or right, but he can say it and kind of get away with it. It's kind of like Charles Barkley could just say things and, you know, he gets away with it. Whereas somebody else says something like that, they probably get, you know, canceled. Um, and it's just a reality. I don't know why they, you know, certain personalities, Don Rickles the same way <laughs> that some people can get away with this stuff and some people can't. It just works. And I think Lou's one of those guys that, that works. He's a great communicator. Does everything he says ring true? He's brought up some stuff that others maybe hadn't talked about. And, and, uh, but not everything Lou has said you know, has come true uh, yet. But I like watching him. I like watching his videos. Unfortunately, now he's, he's moving to Lou TV and he says he's not going to be posting uh, YouTube videos anymore. So you know that'll be interesting. Um, but you know I watch Matt. I watch uh, Claybro and um, Jackson Hunter, all these guys. Like I say, I watch. I, I try to get as much information about this as I can, um, and sometimes I just want to, you know, you, you just you want anything you can. It's such a big deal. It's such an investment, such a life changing opportunity. You just want as much information about it as you can. And unfortunately, there are some things that you know they really can't tell you. Like when is the short squeeze actually going to happen? Um, and, you know, who knows? At this point, um, I don't know. I, I wonder what the catalyst... I think if the AMC stock price went up to $100 or something, it, like it gets it gets too expensive for the hedge funds to keep, you know, short, shorting it and not paying off the shorts. And maybe the, they get margin called if it gets fairly high. But I'm, I'm of the belief that the, the stock price is being manipulated, that what we see is not the real price. Of AMC because I think so much trading of AMC goes on in the dark pools and I don't think they have to report that if someone if a bunch of people buy AMC stock they do it in the dark pool and they they mute that um, that buying pressure. However, when people sell AMC stock, I think they immediately put that sell order into the market and that's registered. So the selling pressure is there, but the buying pressure is not, and that means the stock price goes down. So, <clears throat> um, you, you know, it's, it's, if, if the price isn't going to, you know, cause the squeeze, then you think, well, when is the price going to go low enough that the hedge funds say, okay, 
This is as low as it's going to get. Let's just bite the bullet and get this done. And they don't seem to be doing that because it's been knocked into the 30s. You know, it's been in the low, low 30s. But they haven't budged it at 30. And, and even prices before that, they haven't budged. So are they, is it still in their mind that they're going to bankrupt this company? That it's going to go on for, they plan on going, doing this for years? That as long as they have the capital to back up their shorts, they don't have to, they won't get margin called. Or, you know, maybe they're margin called, but they show they have the capital to back this up and they can keep doing what they do. I think it's when they don't have that. And that's when the, you know, whoever's above them says, okay, so, you know, liquidate your holdings and, you know, pay up with that cash. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, I honestly don't. My, I'm trying to mentally change to a long-term perspective on this, which is hard because I still get up. You know, if I, if I wake up, I tend to wake up. I don't sleep that sound. I tend to wake up at night as it is. And if it's close to 1 a.m. and the stock market's going to open pre-market, I go down and I, I wait for the stock market to open, see how the stock's doing. Um, if I don't plan on buying anything, it's not as important or the stock's not acting erratically, I'll go back to bed and, you know, I'll wake up and see how it's, how it's doing. And, you know, once the actual market opens, um, but it's hard to, to, you know, say, okay, well, we have this investment. Let's just move on with our lives and not think about it. We have our stock alerts set and, you know, Yahoo Finance is going to email us when, they get to those levels and that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. That's hard. You know, we're so, we're, you know, invested. It's a big investment. Sometimes it's fun. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I enjoy gambling, um, a little bit. I'm not a big gambler, but you know, I do enjoy it. And you know, it's kind of like looking at the slot machine and looking at the totals when it goes up, it's like, okay, we're up and we're making money. When it goes down, it's like, uh, you know, you, you, you go through those emotions too. And I think those emotions, can be addictive obviously the when it's going up is a lot more fun than when it's going down but that's part of it um so it's hard going to a long-range perspective on this i i'm just you know human if i'm out running errands i still want to check on the price and see how it's doing um but who knows but i want to you know i want to end this podcast and that's the here's so here's the other thing about like when am i in a cult is it just all these individuals stupidly investing, you know, their money in AMC and they're going to get burned. All these, you know, they call them the apes, the dumb money, um, the, the smooth brains. Are we going to get burned on this? But the reality is there's also a lot of institutional investing in AMC. Charles Schwab, Vanguard, BlackRock. These are huge banks and financial institutions that are making investments in this as well. We're not alone here. So they have people on their end that say, yeah, this is this is good. We're getting into this. So I take that as, as, you know, it's not just a bunch of people being hoodwinked into a pyramid scheme or a pump and dump, that there's some big boys coming in on this too. Now, having said that, that's not a guarantee that this doesn't go south. And I think of Enron um, or Bernie Madoff, these huge financial schemes that collapsed and burned a lot of people. And even 2008, you know, and the, the, the crisis then, you, you saw banks, you know, disappearing as well because of this. So just because they're getting involved, that does not mean, oh, this is a sure thing now. 
But I do take it as a sign that it's not just individual investors coming into this and being influenced by Trey or Matt or somebody like, oh, yeah, you got to, you know, the dear leader says we got to invest your money, so invest your money. Um, I'm hoping that's not the, the case. I hope that this does pay off, that it's not Enron, that it's not Bernie Madoff. And it's funny, you know, I talked to my wife and I said, you know, picture two scenarios. Scenario one is, is the squeeze happens. And who knows what number it actually goes to, but it's significant. And you basically have the million new millionaires. And I said, think of the stories you're going to hear. The dreams that are going to happen now. Um, homes being paid off. College debt being paid off. Credit cards being paid off. Uh, be, people being able to buy their dream car. Starting a business. Running for office. Doing all these things. All these great moments. This, this moment in time when so many people's lives changed for the better. Uh, almost instantly. And I said, think of how you'll feel seeing all of that. And I said, now think of something terrible happens. The government gets in and shuts this down, or someone declares bankruptcy somewhere, and as we're trying to figure it out, it slowly dawned on us. It means we're not getting paid, that this there is no squeeze, that, you know, this is going to be in the 30s, and it's going to be in the 20s, and going lower than that and everybody panics and sells and everybody's angry and upset and pissed and there's lawsuits and I asked my wife what do you think is the more likely outcome the happy ending or the bitter disappointing ending you know full of recriminations and lawsuits and like well what did you think was going to happen you idiots everybody told you this was a gamble and you went and did it anyway I said what you know where is this going what is it going to be I don't know. And, you know, we'll still have to wait on that. I knew I, w I said I was going to wait till after the squeeze to do a new episode. But I wanted to, you know, at least talk about, I always had that idea for an episode, you know, am I in a cult? And again, I don't think that I am only because I'm allowed to have the self-doubt that, you know, who knows what's going to happen. And, I, and I'll say this, a lot of times in cults, they recruit people. And in the beginning, I was trying to recruit people to invest in AMC because I thought it was going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to make ex explosive growth on an investment in a very short time. This is what leading up to the, you know, the doubling. This is late late May, early June, and then um, and for a while that seemed great, and I got a few people to invest, but then it went to the 50s, and then it went in the 30s, and then I, the more I learned about it knowing that there's manipulation of the price going on perhaps that's when I couldn't in good conscience ask people to invest in this because in some ways it's it's kind of a corrupt system a rigged game ultimately I think we'll win it but for now it's the rigging the scoreboard and I honestly could not do that to anybody plus I it's a long-term deal now I think I don't know how long term but it's not like hey we're days away this could happen any day I suppose it could but it's supposed to have been you know happening any day for two months now so hopefully this is an Enron hopefully this is the happy ending um, that we have that's what I'm banking on that's where my you know that's where my you know my money is where my mouth is it's just that I'm not in a cult and if I want to have self-doubt, if I want to have concerns, I'm going to have those. 
I'm not going to listen to a dear leader and do exactly what they say. Um, I'm going to, you know, absorb as much information as I can, hopefully good and bad, and then I'll make the decisions that's best for me and my family. And I hope you will do the same, even though I'm not a financial advisor and this is not financial advice. So again, you know, unless I come out with another episode, another part of this, um, you, you know, as far as I know, the next one will be after the, you know, after or during the mother of all squeezes. Um, but for now, good luck to you and good luck to your investment. And uh, thanks for listening. Again, you know, I talk about the numbers for this this podcast and it's been amazing to watch it grow from, you know, being 16,000 to now, let me see, let me see where it's at right now, I'll tell you, um, we are ranked on Podomatic, let's see, Podomatic, it is, we are, uh, 1,493, so, there's almost, you know, we're, we're about at 1,500, yeah, you know, give or take a few, and we're the number, uh, right now we're the number seven, investing podcast on Podomatic. So thanks for um, listening to the podcast. I hope it's it's educational uh, in the sense that, you know, this is my story. This is what I'm going through. I'm always curious what other people could be going through in their investment story. Um, But good luck to you if you're a fellow ape. And let's, let's hope for the mother of all short squeezes.